Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to title this one, JB is not stupid. So, the tragedy in Afghanistan is really not an accident. It's not poor execution or foolishness. I know thousands of people streaming into America from our southern border is not poor management. JB and his team are not foolish. They're not asleep at the wheel. Actually, they're extremely smart, very well organized, very well financed. They probably have some of the greatest minds in the world all thinking this up. Some people have said that they have all of their plans written 10, 15, 20 years in advance, all the things they want to do. They have institutes. They call them think tanks. And that's what they do. They think of how to destroy God, God's work, and especially God's people, his name, his word, everything about him. They hate him. They hate everything to do with him, especially his creation, us. And they want to destroy it. The Taliban, a true Muslim terrorist network, now has some 10,000 night vision glasses. Why? Thanks to America leaving some $85 billion worth of our best military equipment behind. Now, I know that makes us mad. Some people say, what a foolish decision. (laughs) Neither is the case. It's actually very well thought out. See, right now, our best guns, our best rifles, armored personnel carriers, and according to DJT, some 85 or 95 attack helicopters, the Apache helicopters, some of their very best, the most advanced equipment in the world. He even said the only thing they don't have is their submarines. Think about that. Okay, so try to imagine what would it take to have that handed over to our enemies. It's not an accident. They probably planned for this for years. I mean, when they introduce legislation, it's 200 pages. No, no, 2,000 pages long. Something that would take someone five years to put together. And they have it already written out. In other words, these people are well thought out, well planned, well financed. And they came up with all kinds of these things, which... You know, it's too too hot to even talk about. But anyway, so I don't think this is an accident. I think these people are actually very shrewd, very smart. Now, question. How would I like to have an accurate list? Oh, how I would like to. But I don't have an accurate list of exactly what was left behind to the Afghan army to be handed over to our enemies, the Russians and the Chinese. And by the way, I don't think the Chinese will ultimately be our enemy, but... They certainly don't seem like they're our friend too much today either. But anyway, remember the angel spoke to Dimitri, said then God raise up China, Japan, and many of the nations, they'll go against the Russians. So ultimately, in the next war, World War III, we call it, China's actually going to be on our side, that is, after we're attacked and destroyed. See, giving this equipment to the Taliban is like giving a newborn a smartphone. They have no idea how to use it, and that's what we're thinking. Oh, well, they can't even use it. Well, well, never mind. We did teach the Afghan army to a degree how to use it. But not only that, don't worry about that. Because our Russia, our enemies, Russia and possibly China, they will learn how to use it. And not only will they reverse engineer it and steal all of our war making secrets, but they'll also learn how to defeat it and disable it. This is not a stupid move. This is not negligent. This is very, very smart. Luke 16, this is Jesus speaking, says that the children of this world are, in their generation, wiser than the children of light. What it's saying is the tares are smarter than the wheat. What it's saying is 
evil is smarter than righteousness. Not only that, but they work harder because a lot of Christians are pretty lazy. <laughs> true, true. You know, we tend to be the sheep. We're not the goats. If you've ever been around a goat, a goat will attack you, turn your back, and a goat will butt you in the rear end for no particular reason. They don't have to have a reason. They attack. And they're a lot smarter than the sheep. I'll never forget this incident. We were in Israel. Rather hot day. And I looked over, and there's a group of probably 20 or 30 sheep. And then over in the shade, up against a rock, I saw there's about 8 or 10 goats. And these goats have gone to a lot of trouble to climb up this rock to get in the shade. Now, the sheep, with their big, thick, heavy wool, they're out in the middle of the sun. But the goats, they had taken the time to go up and stand in the shade. And that's kind of what's going on. The Republicans, the good guys, is, is, there's not all Republicans are good, but the good guys tend to be lazy, tend to, well, we'll let God do it, just count on God, and they don't work too hard, and they're not very aggressive. But like the goats, they will attack you. That's what they do. That's what they always do. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Matter of fact, his name, Satan or Satan, means accuser. That's what he is. That's what he does. Now, going along. So, I'm going to say something here and probably startle you. Actually, opening our southern border and letting people from other nations pour in is actually very smart. What? Yeah, hang on. George Soros is quoted as having said, I've made my life's mission to destroy the United States. See, that's their objective. Their objective is not to have America become a strong nation, to have Christianity all through the nation, to have peace and prosperity, and, you know, the American way. That's not their objective. But that's the objective of most of the sheep. But the sheep are uninformed. They're asleep. They're out in the sun, and they're not paying attention where the goats they're paying attention. They're thinking. They're over in the shade. Leaving Americans and our Afghan allies and interpreters behind to be executed by the Taliban is actually smart. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. From our point of view, it's very evil. But you have to understand, it, since their objective is to destroy the last Christian nation on earth, why? Because their, their god is Lucifer. They are the Moloch and Baal worshipers. They worship Lucifer directly. They believe in human sacrifice, eating, drinking human flesh and blood, sex with children, drug trafficking, bribery, blackmail, killing, murder. Do as thou wilt. In other words, it is total evil that the average Christian, the, the sheep out in the sun, Hadn't even thought of and can't even, we can't even hold it in our mind that anybody would be like that. But that's what they are. These are totally evil people. And they know, well, their objective is not to have peace and prosperity. Their objective is not to see America become a great nation again. They don't want to make America great again. Instead, they want to destroy America. Why? Well, it's not so much that they want to destroy America. It's just that America is the thing standing in the way. Uh, the way of what? the way of them putting their man, the Bible calls the beast, some people call him the Antichrist, more correctly we re really should refer to him as the beast. But since there's the false prophet, that's a beast, and there's also the Antichrist as the beast, sometimes people refer to him as Antichrist and the false prophet, which I understand why we do that. 
But nevertheless, so their objective is to see their man, the beast, to sit on the Ark of the Covenant, which is a golden chair. It's a golden throne. It's made of uh, acacia wood. I don't think I said that right. Um, Shittim wood. There you go. And it's covered with gold. Ron Wyatt said when he found the Ark of the Covenant, it had the lid, the lid of it was 600 pounds of solid, pure gold. (laughs) Okay, so the Antichrist wants to bring that out and wants to set on it. He's going to stop animal sacrifice, proclaim himself God, and then the Antichrist, or excuse me, the the false prophet is going to point to him and say, yep, that's him, that's the man God, that's the real God, that's the one we all got to worship. And then the image of the beast, which is probably a clone, stands up and says, everybody got to worship him. And he had power to give life into the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should not speak, because as many as would not worship the beast should be killed. So this image of the beast requires people to worship the Antichrist, to worship the beast, or to kill him. That's their objective. So now can you see, by opening up our southern border and letting people of other religions, letting the people that have been kicked out of prisons come into our nation, can you see giving our best military equipment over to the Taliban to hand it into the Russians and to all of the the Middle East, all of the the Muslims that want to come and kill us. Can you see where that's all part of their plan to put their man, the Antichrist, the beast, on the Ark of the Covenant or on the throne of God? Can you see that? Because when you listen to the news, their perspective is, I don't have a nice way to say it, it's just all messed up. It's just all messed up. So when we watch the news, we have to understand that their objective is to destroy a Christian nation, to destroy Christianity, to put their God on the throne. So they had to think through all of this. Now think about this. All these and more, all of this Afghan thing, all of these various things that we've seen going to destroy our nation since JB take, took power, all of these actually are well-coordinated. You see, their intention is to destroy America, and they have actually done a good job of it. They, in terms of their objective, they have done well. (laughs) I know it's crazy, but you have to understand that's not their objective, to see America do well. Their objective is to see their man, the beast, the Antichrist, get on the Ark of the Covenant. So they've actually done well, and they are probably deserving of compliments. So all of these, and more, took lots of thinking, planning, coordinating, bribing, blackmail, all of this to accomplish this. This actually took lots of work and lots of money to get us to the point where we are. They had to think through some things. So they had to think through, okay, now how do we arm our enemies and get away with it? Well, first of all, we've got to have our guy in the White House. Then, now in the last nine months, look at what they've done. They've gone a long way to reverse many of the good things that DJT put in place. For example, DJT gave permission for the pipeline to be built. Well, it's not about jobs. I know DJT's always talking about, oh, all these jobs. It's not about that. What it's really about is the people that own the railroad, which are the Moloch and Ball worshippers. I'm talking about the people of the people, behind the people, behind the people, behind the people. I'm talking about the ones that... Again, worship the golden calf, literally, and believe in human sacrifice. Those people like making money by having to transport the oil all around on the railroads. They don't want a pipeline. That hurts their finances. They don't care about you. They only care about their finances. 
Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, to have their printing press, that these days they don't even need a printing press, just enter digital zeros into a computer. Why do they want to get all it has to do with putting the beast on the throne of God, the Ark of the Covenant? DJT also removed job-killing regulations. What happened? Since JB got in, put them back on. DJT opened up drilling in the north slope of Alaska, the biggest oil discovery in some 60 years. What happened? DJT began to shut in and other places down. DJT made us oil dependent. JB removed it. DJT lowered taxes. And as I read the other day, they're talking about raising taxes. Why? Because their objective is to destroy Christians. And then we have people wondering, well, I don't know if I should go to church. What? Everybody needs to find a church. And yes, I'm talking about everybody listening. You need to find a church. I probably need to take a whole broadcast and give you some pointers. But let me give you just a, just off the top of my head a couple of reasons why you want to be in a church. And I could talk about why you want to be in a church, about why you, you want to grow in the Lord. I've never seen anybody, I'll say it again, I've never seen anybody progress or go up levels, get closer to the Lord that was not involved. I don't mean visiting. I'm talking about involved in building a church. And if you want to get closer to God, then you jump into a church and you say to yourself, I'm going to help this church grow. I'm going to help this church do well and and build the kingdom of God. Because when you start building the kingdom of God, then God starts building your kingdom. Now, let me go to an article. Hannity.com headline. Blackout. Biden administration bans drones from showing, quote, out of control border bridge in Texas. And I saw this last night with uh, Ted Cruz on Hannity. He says the White House temporarily blocked the use of drones from documenting the out of control crisis taking place along the U.S. border Friday, implementing a two week blackout against media outlets and private citizens. We've learned that the FAA just implemented a two week temporary restrictions. Now, what are they saying? Okay, so like they th- they estimate between eight and ten thousand people, all of a sudden it showed up on our southern border. Why? What happened? Well, as Ted Cruz explained last night, he said a week ago there was like seven or eight hundred people here, but they had a whole bunch of them on a plane. They were about to send back to Haiti, but then JB came out and said, "No, no, we're not going to return anybody else that comes here from ha- from Haiti." So what happened? All of these seven, eight hundred people that were there a week ago texted and emailed all of their buddies in Haiti, and they said, "Hey, doors open in America. You want to come to America? Get on over here." Now they have between eight and ten thousand people all in the space of one week. Well, what's wrong with that? I mean, don't we want to have justice for all, and don't we want to be an open door, and don't we want to spread love to everybody? The problem is, what's the god of Haiti? The answer: witch doctors, warlocks. Uh, Satanists. I mean, it's it's. If you've been to Haiti, not Christians, <laughs> not Christians. So what are they trying to do? See, they want to bring in people that are non-Christians, because as the angel spoke to Dimitri said, America was a Christian nation. Now it's not about the color of skin. Right, let me say it again: it's not about the color of skin. God doesn't care about the color of skin. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight from every kindred, nation, language, and tongue. Well, let me back up and quote the whole thing. It says, And worthy is lamb that was slain to take the book and open the seals there because he was slain as redeemed us to God by thy blood. Here it is. Out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. God is actually happy and pleased 
that he has all skin colors, all nations, all languages, all kindreds in his kingdom. So it's not about flesh or skin color, but it is about who accepts Jesus. Now, 100, 200, 300 years ago, most of the people that had accepted Jesus were white. Sorry, that is the truth about it. Now, sad to say, many of those folks whose great-grandchildren, or excuse say, great-granddads and moms, the, the granddads, the moms, many of those people that were Christians, their children now have chosen not to follow Christ. And so, as I think it's Hosea 6 says, as they sinned against me and they forgot the law of their God, then so he started punishing them. And that's where we are today. Now, let me briefly go on to this article here. The article goes on to say, and this is the DHS secretary, Mayorkas, in other words, part of the people that cooperate with the Moloch and Ball worshippers, says, we have a plan, and we're executing our plan, and that takes time. Notice he didn't say we're trying to clean up our nation. He didn't say we're trying to make America great again. They simply said they have a plan. That's right. They do have a plan. And the plan is to destroy America. So how do we destroy the majority of America in that they are Christians? We bring in witches and warlocks and witch doctors from Haiti. We bring in Muslims who hate Christians. And you have to remember Rome and most every other empire through the whole past was not conquered from without, but they were conquered from within. That's what's happening to America. And I remind you, Revelation 18, in my opinion, is very close to being fulfilled. Revelation 18. Basically, what he's going to say here is he sees a very, very powerful angel. I believe it is the angel or the protector of America. I believe this is America's angel he's talking about. And the angel comes down and says America has fallen. Here it is. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great. If you look up in Revelation 17 and 18, I forget the number, but it's like 12 different times the word great appears. Well, I think that Donald Trump hung that name on us with his candidates, uh, his, his, uh, his slogan, Make America Great Again. So in that we accepted that slogan, we accepted the name great. Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful burden. Now, why does it say is fallen, is fallen? Why does it say it twice? Well, I can answer that. I believe that there's two times that America falls. The first one falls about, in my guess, and I'm saying it's guess, I'm not saying thus say the Lord, this is just the, my best guess at this point. And I reserve the right to change my mind again, as I have in the past. If you're studying Bible prophecy, you've got to change your mind, okay? So based upon the information I have to this point, it appears that America falls about four or five months before the return of Jesus. But we know from the angel that spoke to Dimitri, the reason we fall is because in the church, there's divorces, abortion, fornication, sodomy, and all kinds of sin. Jesus doesn't live in sin. He lives in holiness. I brought you here so you'd cry, you could cry out loud. So when the Russians attack, it is the hand of God destroying the sin in the church. Now, about four months later, 
after the marriage supper of the Lamb, when Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets with all of the armies in heaven, and that includes you and I, everybody whose name is in the Book of Life, gets to ride back with him on a white horse. When he returns, part of that is, and then and Babylon, great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give her the cup of the wine of the wrath of her, for, of her fornication, and that's when it says every mountain uh, fled away in the mount, every 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 island fled away, and the mountains were not found. See, I need to go back and refresh my memory on Revelation. That's the day of the Lord. So the first time is the Russians attacking, and that's because of sins in the church. The last time is because, well, here, I'll just read it. And when he'd opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. So the second judgment, the second is fallen on the Feast of Trumpets about four months after America falls with the Russians. I hope that's the way it happens. And I do not know that's the way it happens. I'll say it again. That's when they're slain for the word of God and for the testimony they held. In other words, they, the reason Jesus destroys them upon his return, his second and final return of the, on the Feast of Trumpets, is because they've killed the Christians. And he cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on, on earth? Why are robes given to every one of them that said to them that they should not that they should rest yet for a little season until our fellow servants and their brethren should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Then you jump down to 7.14. He said to me, What are these arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? He said unto me, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, these are they which came out of great tribulation. That's us. Washed the robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they before the throne of God serve him day and night in his temple. So there's going to be a lot of Christians killed. Then you jump down to Revelation 16:6, For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Then 17:6 uh, 17, is, I saw a woman, this is the Catholic Church, drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. No, that's not the Catholic in the past. Yes, I'm aware the Catholic Church has killed a lot of Christians in the past. But Revelation is not talking about the past. It is, for the most part, talking about the future specifically. Almost all of it is talking about the last seven years. So this is talking about the future. Drunken with the blood of saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. So the Catholic Church, according to David Phillips and a vision he had years ago, I've read it several times, he saw that the Pope commands people to go out and kill anybody and everybody that doesn't have the mark of the beast. Because the Pope says, this guy over here, that's the real man God. Everybody got to worship him. Anybody who doesn't worship him, go kill him. Then, Revelation eighteen twenty, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets. For God hath avenged you on her. What does avenge mean? It means they did something wrong, and now this is that wrong being corrected. What was the wrong they did? They killed Christians. That's what the wrong was. Then, Revelation eighteen twenty four, And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and are all those slain upon the earth. So the second destruction coming upon America, it's coming because America kills a lot of Christians. Now let's jump down to another one of the reasons I think that America falls. Matter of fact, this is one of the big reasons. I will even say this. In my opinion, the pre-trib rapture misunderstanding, that's what it is. I think it's good people that are honestly trying to bring people truth and encouragement but they don't have the secret door. They need to get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, because in that book I explain the secret door, and then they ought to get how pre-trib won, because then I explain how 
the whole nation of America, the whole Christian church was snookered by this pre-trib rapture misunderstanding. Again, I think a lot of people that believe in the that the, if they believe in the pre-trib or if they're teaching the pre-trib, I'm not saying they're bad people. I mean, a lot of those really, really love the Lord. But it's a misunderstanding. In other words, we have some pastors that really ought to stay pastoring and teaching out of the New Testament until they learn Bible prophecy. Now, let me say, I'm not saying they should not teach Bible prophecy. I think they should. But I think they need to study themselves to show themselves approved. They need to know what they're talking about, and they need to teach the truth. And sad to say, most of the pastors out there don't <laughs> don't know Bible prophecy enough to teach it, which is why I believe God gave me the secret door to understand Bible prophecy so these pastors could learn. And, I mean, we, we got a whole deal going right now, the the uh, the what is it the, the the Watchman's package? You get two big charts. You get my Revelation book. You get several things. Go check it out, prophecyclub.com. Anyway, let me make my point here. So we go to Revelation eighteen seven. I believe this is talking about the rapture. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously? Boy, that's America. We have the best food in the world. We have the best of the best of the best of everything. We have the best cars, the best houses, the best businesses. You know, we're the great men of the earth. Live deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. Here it is. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and I'm no widow, and she'll see no sorrow. I'm not going to see any trouble. I'm going to get raptured out of here. That's the way I take it. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Now let me just say, this is not Jesus burning up the wheat. <laughs> This is not Jesus talking to the wheat. This is not Jesus talking to the good, holy Christians. This is Jesus talking to the people that for the last several months have been killing Christians. Perhaps even more than just a few months, perhaps a couple of years. We don't know for certain. But this is him talking to, to evil people that have killed Christians. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. We're talking about Babylon has fallen, has fallen. Isaiah 21, 9. As a matter of fact, that phrase, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, is found three times. These are the three, three places in the scripture. I don't, know, don't need to read all of it. But it says, Isaiah 21, 9, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Revelation 14, 8, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Revelation 18, 2, Babylon great is fallen, is fallen. The exact words. So it has three times in there. Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established so you can rest assured that is going to come to pass. Now, I said the other day, I do not believe that now is the time for us to leave America. I do think that there's going to be a time when the Spirit of God will begin to speak to all people, not just people who listen to Prophecy Club, not even just prophecy students, but he's going to speak to all of his people. It's time to get out of Dodge. It's time to leave. These are some of the scriptures. I do not think it's time to leave yet. And I might add that I believe he'll tell me, and I'm going to scream from the top of my roof, letting everybody know it's time to leave. But I do not think it's time to leave yet. But anyway, Isaiah 13, 14. Every man turned to his own people and flee into his own land. Isaiah 13 is talking about America. Then Jeremiah 50 and 51, all talking about America. Remove out of the midst of Babylon. They shall turn everyone to his own people. They shall flee everyone to his own land. Flee out of the midst of Babylon. Deliver every man his soul. We would have healed Babylon, but she has not healed, forsaken, and let every man return into his own country. 
My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. Ye that have escaped the sword, go away, stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off, and I think this is a hint of where to go. Let Jerusalem come into your mind. Revelation 18.4, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and ye receive not of her plagues. You know, I believe that the Spirit of the Lord spoke to a lot of people before the Holocaust and told them to leave. For example, Demos Shakirian started the full gospel businessman. The Lord spoke to them, and they were living in, I think it was Armenia. I'm, I'm not, there's a long time ago since I read his testimony. But anyway, they were in a Christian uh, area, and, and the Lord spoke to them, it was time to leave. And so they changed areas, wherever they were, to another area. And the people that wouldn't listen, the people that didn't move, all died, all killed. But Demos Shagarian and his family, the ones that listened to the Lord, moved. And, uh, you know, the angel who spoke to Demetrius said the time is going to come when he's going to speak to all of his people. Then, like he speaks to Demetri Dudeman when Demetri was here. Meaning, Demetri would ask a question, hear an audible voice in the ear answering that question. Or the angel would come and tap him on the hand in the middle of the night, wake him up and give him the answer to the question. Those days are coming our way. And even greater. John fourteen twelve. if you believe in me, the work that I do, greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. Well, I haven't seen anybody top his miracles yet, but it's coming. Now, where are we going with this? What I'm saying is, all of this that appears to be craziness, poor management, all from the JB thing, okay, it's not. All of this is the Moloch and Baal worshipers. All of these are people that worship a golden calf, that believe in blackmail, in killing, in murder, human sacrifice, sacrifice. I mean, that's what abortion is. It's sacrificing babies. Okay, it's it's worshiping Moloch. That's what it is. All of this is the Moloch and ball worshipers trying to destroy God's work, trying to destroy God's people, the Christians. And sad to say, most of them are going along with the devil. Most of them are choosing the dark side, not the side of light. They're choosing evil rather than good. So what we have to do, my brothers and sisters, is we've got to to choose to do it right. Choose Jesus, even even if we lose our head. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you.